Because um, we graduated in 2014. So, yeah, that's right. So, yes, mid high school. I was a freshman early in 2011. High yeah, yeah. Mid early high school. So, I've missed my ability to be a child actor, which I, you know, it's you know, over at that point. Yeah. And so, <laughs> hey, I have with a lot Avatar, of there's anything. Listen, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver's playing a child in the new Avatar. So, anything's oh, possible. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was all over for me. Um, related to being a child actor, my dreams of being Annie on Broadway were done. Hello, and welcome to episode 44 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your hometown holidays parades production of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about the Theater Nerd cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing Matilda the Musical. All right, Rachel, let's talk about Matilda. Matilda. Let's do it. Oh, I'm so excited. My name is Matilda. Do we Wormwood. need to talk in a British accent yes, the whole the, time? The whole we're doing our best Tom Holland. Tom Holland would make a great <sighs> Matilda. No, I'm just kidding. He would. <laughs> yeah. Little Tom Holland would have been Honestly. great as Matilda. Yeah. Honestly, how many times are we going to cast Tom Holland in a musical until uh, it happens? I think he's our, you know, our whenever whenever we get Tom Holland on the show, that'll be it. We'll we'll finish. Oh yeah, that'll be it. We'll that's, end. So yeah, we just gotta mention episode. him. We just gotta mention him as much <laughs> We're as we can. Him. <laughs> honestly, if we get him and we, we just talk about Billy Elliot, honestly. Oh yeah, for sure. And then I tell him how next to normal should have won, and then just leave. <laughs> <laughs> And he'll be like, yeah, I get it. And then he'll understand. And he'll be like, yeah, he's like, I agree. Next to normal is great. He's like, actually, I'm going to play in next to normal at the Kennedy Center. A movie version of next to normal (gasps) or a movie version with Tom Holland and Zendaya. I mean, I'm here. And he's Henry and she's Natalie. Absolutely. Anyway, guys, we're not here to talk about. (laughs) We got off on a rabbit trail right away, guys. Frankie Valley, we're here. Happy Monday. Uh, um, (laughs) Happy Monday. Um, So, as you guys can see, we are already talking about Matilda because, well, there's a couple reasons. There are a couple reasons. So, normally, of course, listeners know if you're just tuning in, welcome to the show. This is us. Welcome. This this is not this is us, but this. This is not, not This NBC. Is Us on NBC. RIP, though. What a great show. Actually, weirdly enough, just like two weeks ago, my wife, Catherine, was coming out of the shower and she was like, you know what show I miss? And I was like, what? And she was like, This Is Us. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It's great. I miss it, too. Anyway, 
We're talking about, so normally on our deep dives, one of us, Rachel or Taylor, myself, will Mm -hmm. surprise each other with a show and we'll talk about it. But in um, preparation for the momentous occasion of the Matilda movie musical, which comes out, I believe, everywhere on Netflix um, this Friday, December 9th. So everyone go check that out. Hello, wonderful theater nerd listeners. This is Taylor coming in the middle of your episode feed today to bring you a little PSA about our Matilda episode this week. Uh, We recorded this recently in preparation for the Netflix film Matilda the Musical, and we had been told and or were aware thought that the Matilda, the musical movie, Netflix film, was going to be coming out in the United States on December 9th um, to your Netflix uh, streaming platforms. But unfortunately, we got the wrong news and we were just, I don't know, researching wrong or maybe, I don't know. I think it's uh, from what we've seen researching, um, it is coming out theatrically around the world in some movie theaters on December 9th. So if you guys... You know, if it's playing in your area, go see it, um, support movie theaters, but um, it is not coming to your Netflix streaming until uh, December 25th, at least on in the U.S., um, possibly other, if you live in another country outside of the United States, it is coming um, possibly sooner. You guys can check that out for yourselves, but we had planned on releasing this, of course, today, um, Monday, uh, December 5th. Uh, right before the uh, release of the movie, but we are, alas, releasing it uh, about 20 days earlier than the movie uh, is coming out. Um, We do talk about later on that we are going to be releasing a bonus episode. We were going to release that on the movie's release on Friday, but we're now moving that to the actual movie release of December 25th. So you guys will see a bonus episode in your feed for uh, the Matilda release, and we had so much fun recording it. Um, You guys will be able to tell that we recorded it a while ago. Uh, You guys will be able to hear it, but it's such a fun episode, and I hope you guys really enjoy it. So anyway, that's my little PSA here. Um, Thank you guys for listening, and uh, I hope you enjoy this episode, and please go watch Matilda the Musical on Netflix on December 25th. All right. Back to the show. And we're, you know, as of recording of this, we have not seen it or heard. No. I guess we've heard some clips. We've seen some clips. We've watched some trailers. Yeah. Um, And it looks great. And everyone. I've, the, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Reviews are saying it's great. Um, We'll see if it gets nominated for anything. That would be really cool. But That would be awesome. Um, so right. anyway, today we're going to be talking about the uh the 20 i guess it was 2011 or 2010 is one yeah in the uk musical um 2013 broadway show um matilda and super excited such a great what a great show oh so great i love it i love it yeah i'm excited it and it for those who don't know i mean there's obviously the movie matilda but that is not quite the same this follows yep. the 96 Dolls. movie yeah 
Yeah, this yeah. follows more more um, structured based off of the 1988 novel. That um, is so and... long ago. I did not realize that it's that yeah, old. Yeah, I know. The, that was the, the year wealth. my parents got married. So, so they're gonna be like, uh, "How dare you yeah. say that?" They're that's like, so old, Taylor. We obviously read Matilda on our wedding night. <laughs> I love Matilda. I love yeah. the book. It's so good. Yeah, but yeah, I. I'm very excited to talk about this musical. Uh, it is just near and dear to my heart, um, mostly mm. because I love Matilda as a character, both right. in the book and in the movie, and of course in the musical. Mm-hmm. And we just don't get enough headstrong young women where the entire plot is not about a boy. True. We just don't. This show and definitely passes so the Bechdel good. test. There is no oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, no doubt in my mind. Before we jump in deep dive style, as we do, let's just peel back the layers a little bit of the Matilda, and go back let's to the it. original origin, as we were saying, the novel Roald Dahl, who is very yeah. famous. Do you have a favorite? Roy Dahl story or how do you feel about him in general mm, in his stories love James and the Giant Peach I think probably love it that's yeah. awesome I mean I, yeah there's, there's another there's there's so many good ones yeah I mean the BFG probably I feel like James and the Giant Peach the BFG Matilda and then Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory right Charlie and yeah. Chocolate Factory but I mean Fantastic Mr. Fox up there too also a good one yeah so i'm also you? Do you have a favorite i think charlie and the chocolate factory it's a little basic yeah. but i think um and i'm actually you know there is some um you know obviously people love the gene wilder movie i actually love the johnny depp movie i'm a johnny depp movie and fan. i'm about to love the timothy chalamet musical movie true <laughs> there we go. There's something for everyone. Johnny Depp, Gene Wilder, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> go see Bones and All in, in theaters now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's fine. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. Um, okay, so you like the Gene Wilder. I mean, you like the do- Johnny Depp movie. Yes, I do. Will Bones and All become a musical? Who knows? <laughs> no. No. It is. Sweeney Todd, almost. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's right. True. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet and Sweeney Todd, honestly. Oh, my gosh. I'm here for that. He's just going to take so every Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp role. He's just going to take yeah. every. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm not going to be mad about it. Yeah. You know what I love about Roald Dahl is that he really is kind of speaks to that, like, kind of creepy. I, I it's funny that Tim Burton has done one of his books, but like Tim Burton ask mm. of like, like there's kind of a creepiness to all of his books, but also like a whimsy and a like yeah. magical quality. Obviously like BFG has some magical qualities. I love. And yeah. It's just, it. he's a very interesting, I would have loved to know what world doll was like as a child. <laughs> I like it because it feels like you're reading it from the perspective. Oh, I mean, I think almost all the protagonists are children mm-hmm. in right. all of his books. And I can't speak for that a thousand percent, but it 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 well, or it's Fox. really nice to read it. Or Fox, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's really nice to read it through the eyes of someone who you feel you are, right, or could be, and explore right. this really big world and make sense of it 
Mm. And I, I, I'm not sure creepy is the right word. I definitely think ominous. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's scary. That's true. It's definitely overwhelming. And, and I think that Matilda maybe and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, although it's been a while since I've read them, really do a good job of portraying just how terrible adults are mm-hmm. in a way sure. that is very kid-like and like mm-hmm. dismissing them completely and and you know and and, and yeah. I think or or being so frustrated by them which is true but we also don't get to see fully their their perspective right as a parent right. or as an right. adult yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely a knock on parents for sure. A lot of the time and how how horrible they can be too, and how they influence children for the worse in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways. Um, We should say, of course, getting back to Matilda, Matilda, it is a musical written um, music and lyrics by Tim Minchin, who is an incredible composer. Love him. And a book by Dennis Kelly. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the, the path this took to become a show is super interesting. I think it is. Of course, there is the original book and the movie is such a, was such a like cult classic kind of right away that I Mm -hmm. think, and Roald Dahl in general is kind of, it's now that there is Matilda and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and James and the Giant Peach are all musicals. I think that it's kind of a, it could be a world that really could lend itself to musicals. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wonder Mm -hmm. if this was, Matilda was something once the movie had come out that was circling a lot of people's um, thoughts and everything. So in December 2009, the Royal Shakespeare Company announced that they wanted to make a musical adaptation of Matilda. And I guess they announced that Michael Warchis um, was going to direct it with Dennis Kelly doing the book and Tim Minchin doing the music. So I guess the Royal Shakespeare Company approached them to do it, which is so I guess they bought the rights for it. And had they even ever produced a music? I probably should have looked into this before. Together, the two of them. Well, I just mean in general. Had the Royal Shakespeare Company produced a musical before Matilda? Like, or did they? I actually don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay, it looks like they maybe did Les Mis. It says Les Mis in 1985. Amazing. Wow, that's actually incredible. And then maybe some other stuff. But most of it's like Shakespeare stuff, obviously. Yeah, Yeah. or original works. I saw a different original work when I went yeah. to yeah. the globe. Yeah. So I have actually been to, so this, this premiered in Stratford upon Avon uh, in, in 2000, 2010. Um, and we were talking about this before recording, but I have always, and I, unfortunately I don't know where it is now. I looked for it on Spotify while Rachel and I were talking, but I love that cast recording the stratford cast recording the very original cast recording the matildas are amazing the sound mixing's great the um lauren ward and birdie carvel are in it who Mm, originated mm -hmm. um miss honey and miss Miss trenchbull on the west end and on broadway so Mm -hmm. um 
that it's really cool to hear their beginnings of the characters and yeah so this show ran um on december 9 2010 and it closed uh, ended its engagement on january 30th 2011 so that was a very a long time yeah yeah very long time and then and then it moves to moves to the west end and then it moves to the West End. So also yeah, Tim Minchin had been, I think there are videos of him like singing song, kind of like how Sarah Bareilles did with Waitress. I think Before. there's vis- videos because he'll do like, he'll go on tour or whatever. And because he's also mm-hmm. a comedian, I believe. His his Wikipedia says actor, writer, musician, poet, composer. I mean, it has been an actor. He's been yeah. in a few, a few musicals yeah. also. Yeah. But he's definitely more of a composer, right. singer, songwriter. Yeah. But on the but musical I, side. I remember him singing, I think it, when I grow up, like in a, like he would, there's videos of him just like singing it at concerts and stuff, which I find interesting. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So yeah, it premiered in the West End in 2011 um, and had a lot of the same Adrian. cast. Yeah. Well, we will, we'll say here the West End production um won seven olivia awards which if you don't know what the olivia awards are they're the tony equivalent to the west end um so it won mm-hmm. uh, best new musical best director best actor in a musical best actress um by the matildas the four matildas and best choreography best set design best sound it's sweeped it's sweeped everything which i thought Apparently, this was a record number for any show in the event's 36 history, 36 year That's history. crazy for the Olivia That is crazy. That's yeah, it crazy. was. It was such I a mean, huge hit in in the West. It End. was a hit. It was yeah. a hit on on Broadway, but you're not saying, as big. Not as I, big. I'd say I don't think it as. I guess when you're talking about awards, it wasn't as big. But yeah, it did. It ran for a long time in New York. It it also was nominated. For quite a few yeah yeah for so, sure so the west end production still running but in 2012 they announced that they would transfer to broadway in 2013 mm. um which is amazing so also there was a lot of maybe we'll talk about this in our bonus episode but there was a lot of pressure for it to be an, a modern kind of american version like our matilda movie was um, but mm. it wasn't, it was still, they decided for it, it to still be set in England, the same kind of idea um, and basis as the one that was running yeah. in, in the West End. Yeah. So it opened on, I think so. I think, I believe it opened on in April yeah. in 2013 at the Schubert. I know it was at mm. the Sam S. Schubert Theater. The Schubert. Um, and. With um, Sophia Janisa playing the lead role, which is super fun. Yes. Yes, as well as which I didn't know. I did not know that she played the on opening night. That's super cool. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and um, the a lot of the original cast. So yeah, you the other three girls playing Matilda are Una Lawrence, Bailey Ryan, and Millie Shapiro. Who Millie Shapiro? You all will know from like Hereditary and some other fun stuff. Uh, but right, yeah. Super, super and cool. And Bertie Carville and Lauren Wood also transferred. From the yeah. original, original And then an amazing, production. amazing other people in the cast. Leslie Margarita, Taylor yeah. Trench. Yeah. Lauren 
Aldridge, just yeah. a lot of amazing people. Yeah. So, so you you saw this production, correct? You saw the Broadway production. Yeah. I did. Let's I saw the Broadway that. production. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. I really so I mean, I had heard about it probably similar to Taylor. Well, actually, I don't know. Taylor, how did you hear about That's it? That's true. We haven't even talked about our origins. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. You go. We, <laughs> okay. We've been doing this deep dive a disservice. <laughs> well, we'll just rewind yeah. to the beginning. We and... talked too much about Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> we, we were so excited. <laughs> and Timothy We're really excited about all. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I heard about the musical probably when it was opening on the West End. And this is right. This is prime in the time where I have missed my I'm like late middle school, early high school, early high school, 2011 or early high school because um, we graduated in 2014. I, so, yeah, that's right. So yes, mid high I was school, a freshman early in 2011. High school, yeah, yeah. Mid early high school. So I've missed my ability to be a child actor, which I, you know. It's you know, over at that point. Yeah. And so hey, I had a with lot Avatar, of there's anything. Listen, Sigourney <laughs> Weaver's playing a child in the new Avatar, so anything's oh, possible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was all over for me. Um, related to being a child actor, my dreams of being Annie on Broadway were done. But I was really interested in that kind of stuff. So I constantly was looking at musicals. This was peak musical theater, Rachel time yes. for sure. Many Tony so, Awards watched together with Rachel. Yes. And yeah. I think the other thing that is something Taylor and I have mentioned before, but definitely Taylor has, there is this weird thing within the theater community where you want to be the one who knows about a musical before other people. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I guess yeah. that's like the cool thing. It's like we want to yeah. wear the Nike shoes before they're cool. And then <laughs> when they're cool, we just won't wear them anymore. I don't know. But it's, what it's that kind of idea. I don't know. I'm just pulling things out. Clearly, I'm not cool, as you we wanna, know. You so want to buy a Tesla before it, Elon <laughs> right. Musk ruins Eight the world? Eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I I knew about Matilda probably because of some semblance of all of those things. And I remember watching a video of one of the girls from the West End production, I believe, because it was right before the West End production started so all of their promotional stuff i watched on youtube and i just was obsessed i was obsessed mm -hmm. with the music yeah. i was obsessed with the idea we already know i love matilda as a character and so i just i i loved it so much and i at the time in high school was going probably to new york once like twice maybe twice or three times a year probably um and i know that my sister and i were going for some kind of like vacation before school started, I think was what mm -hmm. we were doing, taking a little girl's trip. Yeah. And she wanted to see some weird show that actually was really good, but it wasn't on Broadway. It was like, you know, an, an immerse, immersive experience, something that I'm <laughs> terrified of. Yeah. Where I might have to like participate. And she really wanted to see that. And then I got to pick the musical that we saw. And I really thought there were some musicals that I probably could have seen at this time, um, but didn't feel like I wanted to sit with my sister, my older sister <laughs> through. Which was, do you um, remember? I don't remember. At the, mm. I, I'll have to look at a list of what was running. Yeah. Um, so I knew we were going in August. I'm positive. I'm positive that we booked these tickets before the Tonys because I always 
I knew we were going. We knew we were going. Right. And so I think I had to convince my sister that it was going to be a good show because I she's weird and outlandish in particular. And I'm like, everything's amazing when it comes to a musical. And she's yeah. like, eh. But yeah. anyway, she's I was like, it's going to be good. Harsher critic. She doesn't like happy dappy musicals. And I was like, I promise you, right. it's not going to be the tap dance version right. of this musical. And she was like, okay, whatever. And I was like, I'm the younger sister, so I get to pick. And so I picked Matilda. And I didn't at the time. I, I mean, I had watched at this point when we were picking, obviously it was already on Broadway, probably. I think it's also it, good April. to point out that your sister's how much older than you? Like she's at she's least- She's 20 years older yeah, than yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so she's yeah. like 30 at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's had all three of her children. It's not yeah, like a 15-year-old sure. and, a, and no. a nine-year-old. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, at the, at, so then- Okay, you know, it, it's going well, but I I honestly didn't think that they were going to they were going to do so well. That it was going to be perceived so well by the theater community. Mm-hmm. Um I think partly because when you think about children's shows, quote unquote, which I think is what people thought Matilda was, like yeah. Finding Neverland, I also saw that with my sister and she hated it. Right? So Things this like that. A, People are. Is this is that a is that a precursor to what she thought of Matilda? <laughs> no. Pre... Oh, but okay. see, but that's the thing is that people think that children family shows are going to be right light. Yeah. Not not moving a tap right. number here. Kids who yeah. are trying to get their act together and acting, and someone was you know. Uh, a boy was cast six months before his voice dropped and now he can't sing any of the songs that he was cast for right like all of that and matilda was yeah right exactly it was totally not that and i just i knew that because i'd watched so much stuff about the west end production but we also know that sometimes when things do really well in the west end actually doesn't mean anything Right. For Broadway. And we actually know so this. Nervous. There's so many instances of when something does well in the West End and it has not done well on yeah. Broadway. And yeah. listen, we're all eager to see how, you know, what what show am I, am I about to say, Rachel? You know what? I don't know, Taylor, tell me. Bad Cinderella. <laughs> we're, we're all interested. How is it going to do? To be fair, I'm not sure it did super well in the West End. True. But yeah, like back to the future, right? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. concerned, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's it, it, especially when we take these um, British musicals, right? So yeah. the- Well, Groundhog ending, Day is another example too, I oh, believe. Oh, good. Good example. Yeah. Love Groundhog right. Day though. Yeah. But um, right. When you huge. take these British shows- Huge and then you in the West End. Yeah, 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 and 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 huge over there, and you and bring it over here, and we're excited about it. Pretty Woman, uh, just there are just so many. I just can't yeah. at this point. Yeah, all that to say, I was nervous, and they we can talk about the Tony. It Awards, doesn't but really work we the other it, way around, though. Like Broadway hits actually do do well in the West. End. I know, Very I know, interesting. I know, but this is not a show of talking about that. <laughs> I know. But. We went to see it in August of 2013, and because it had done so well, even in the U.S., there was much of the original cast in the 
in the in the show I saw, even though it was a few months after the Tony Awards, which yeah. was amazing. So I got to see and Leslie Margarita Bailey. and Bailey and yes. Taylor Trench and yeah. Lauren Ward and yeah. well, Birdie is amazing. the big one. Birdie's like, Birdie. Oh I saw Birdie. Gosh. I mean, yeah. what a performance. And it was just it was so yeah. amazing. And I knew my yeah. sister was glad that I forced her to go. And it yeah. was such a stunning musical. Yeah. Okay, wait, so tell design. me how you got into Ugh. it. Well, we I do want to say also, too, we didn't really talk about the premise, you know, what the synopsis is, but I'll read this little blurb here. The musical's narrative centers on Matilda Wormwood, who wow. a precocious Shocking. five-year-old? I did not know she was supposed to be five. What? I thought, oh, she, I thought was just, she was nine. It says five-year-old right here. Is Wikipedia wrong? I don't know. Yes, Wikipedia wait. is wrong. I mean, um, she's probably five in the in the book that's what i was gonna look up oh at age five and a half she's in the book enter school that's crazy because that's so young i don't know i just think about five-year-olds anyway was she five in the 96 movie like was mara wilson yeah because i remember because she wasn't i think so i think she was supposed to be going into kindergarten her first year or six anyway a precocious five-year-old girl with the gifts of telekinesis who loves reading overcomes obstacles caused by her family and school and helps her teacher to reclaim her life wow what a good synopsis what a synopsis whoever wrote this 10 out of 10 except the five-year-old it should be eight um (laughs) at least those girls did not look five to me i'm just i just want to say i don't i don't think i don't were they supposed to be five yeah i don't know I don't know. So anyway, um, I'm not really sure what my first exposure to Matilda was. I was trying to think about it today before preparing for this. And I wonder if it must, I wonder if it was like I heard someone sing like naughty Mm. in an audition. I was thinking about this because I I, I knew that this was right past the age because I considered singing a song from the musical mm-hmm. for an audition and i knew i was right past the age of being yeah. able to do it because i yeah. am not five right right okay. and um and actually subsequently yeah. our theater company that we were a we part of has actually it. has actually done matilda since we've left yeah. in the past yeah. five years i think not we haven't left in the past five years they've done matilda in the past five years but um <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not really sure. I think maybe Revolting Children was like the first song I ever mm. either that or when I grew up. It was like one of those two. Definitely. Um that I remember listening. But I do remember watching interviews of Bertie Carvel and watching him talk yeah. about his the process of becoming yeah. Miss Trunchbull and like finding the voice of Miss Trunchbull and like all of that. Um, which maybe we'll talk about the movie and how it's not mm being played by a man so that's interesting mm-hmm. um but yeah i i have not so uh, as you know not like rachel i have actually not seen this show um in person i think i i actually i haven't even watched a bootleg of it i think it's pretty hard to find actually maybe not now but um they i've seen clips i have seen the tony performance i have seen mm-hmm. you know photos of the set and how amazing it was i mean yeah. Rachel can talk about how amazing the set was but it was um, awesome. 
also in that original cast, like because they they had a lot of kids, but they had adults playing kids too. So like mm-hmm. Ryan Steele, who was from Newsies, who played Specs in Newsies, was yeah. in, and I remember that because I had already seen Newsies on Broadway, and I remember seeing him on the Tony performance, and I was like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh! So that was Look super it is. super cool. But yeah, it's just such a and and I think the writing Tim mentions writing is so strong. I don't yeah. know much about Groundhog Day, but I've only listened to a little bit of it. But I think this writing is like so stellar. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I mean, I guess you can't really compare because the stories are very the different. The stories are so different. But yeah, I was going to say the, the music yeah. and lyrics of Groundhog Day are great. The story is different. Yeah. 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 But this, yeah, the story mixed with Tim Minchin's music is just incredible. It's, it's so, impeccable. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. You, and I, I think, it's almost it, for me it's almost like you can't imagine the story without the music yeah anymore yeah and I think you know the 96 movie is such like we said a cult classic an instant cult classic but I wonder and I hope if you know if this movie musical is as good as people are saying it is that it'll become another classic and people will realize how great the music is and maybe go back and listen to the Broadway version, listen to the, because as of right now of recording, we know that some songs are even cut from the movie that are not, and that's inevitable. Not every song is going to be, you know, you can't be, I'm trying to think of a movie. I guess Les Mis had like every song, but um, (laughs) fair. (laughs) You can't be, you know, you know, you can't have every song in the, in the movie. You can't. Yeah. And then it would just be a pro shot, I guess, but um which we're okay with you know i'm a fan with yeah i mean i think the other the other thing that is cool i i hope i hope that this movie because like i said we we haven't seen it as of recording this it's not out we can't watch it yeah but i hope that the movie musical is an expression of the of the musical of the original 1988 novel but also kind of allows us to explore potentially in a lighter kinder way the difficulties of of what the 1996 movie I think just played for laughs or played aggressively My dad, I mean, oh my gosh, my dad will call me after he listens to this and say, Mm -hmm. I still believe it. He would always say, you want to watch Matilda again? It's so loud. It's so noisy. It's so obnoxious. And it Mm. is when you watch it as an adult, it's so loud. Like it's so loud. Yeah. But I think that part of that was to indicate the complexity of, you know, the different levels of sound of, of her being quiet and then being loud and you know their their world's not meshing and I think the musical does it so much better and you also get a little bit of the complex nature of the human of the of the adults in there the humanity of the adults for sure not in a way that you like them but in a way that makes you they're not just all played for for fun or for laughs Mm. or as a caricature of some abusive or ignorant parent they Mm -hmm. are they i mean in some ways they are i I wonder what it would be like without some of the songs that the parents sing i think what's also great about this movie musical is that it is directed by the director of 
the show of the West yeah. End production of the yeah. Broadway production. It is directed by the same director. Right. And the screenplay is written by the book writer. So everything. Yeah, so there's a lot similar. of integrity. Yes, there's yeah. a lot of integrity. And the girl who's playing Matilda, her name's Alicia Ware, just looks, she so looks freaking amazing. cute. Amazing. Yes. She looks like she's going to kill it. Yeah. She looks amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm I'm beyond myself. Every almost once a week I watch the trailer because I'm like, is it happening yet? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, let's talk <laughs> about some of the music, Rachel. What okay. what are what are some of your favorite yeah. songs? Do you have a, a favorite song? What does that look mm. like for you? Ooh, good question. <laughs> so I think that I don't know if I have a favorite song. There's so many. There's so many. There are so many really good ones. There are so many good company numbers. Mm -hmm. And we know that I would be cast in an ensemble anywhere. So I mean, you could be Mrs. Wormwood. I mean. (laughs) And I can be. Or listen, I kind of want to be Miss Trenchwell, but you could totally (laughs) be Miss Honey. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, I really I think the. The Hammer is maybe my my least favorite song. <laughs> and I will say, until I saw it, until I saw the, the musical stage, I hated the song. I hated the two songs, Loud and Telly, which are yep. subsequently songs that are cut from the movie. Yeah. But when I saw the show, I was like, we need these songs in here. And they're so funny. Mm-hmm. And they're those moments that make it kind of alleviate especially telly i love it i love that song it's so funny it was so funny yeah the it's way a they good act it. they're in the too. audience oh yeah. my yeah. gosh it's hysterical yeah. Yeah. um and we all need that because we're in the midst of also identifying it as an adult with miss honey in some way or with matilda as a kid and both of yeah. them are going through things that are really hard which is that no one can see them in a full way and they are trying to figure out how to be their full selves and they're trying to figure out how to do that together and then also separately and that's a hard journey to go on during a show that isn't a tragedy Mm -hmm. yeah but i think my favorite song has to be when i grow up because it's just so good it's so good. And then the reprise at the bows. We all know, know. Rachel loves a bow reprise. I love a reprise. I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is your favorite song, Taylor? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. I mean, I just want to do some quick shout outs of these. I mean, obviously <laughs> Naughty. Obviously yeah. Bruce. Bruce. Oh, my gosh. Bruce. Okay. So yeah. I love that song until I watched it and I watched him eat an entire cake. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, eat, quote, unquote, right. unquote, an entire cake. Right. And I was, I could, I, it took me a long time to listen to that song yeah. again. Yeah, valid. He does such a good job on stage. Does he really eat the whole cake? I mean, he definitely eats some of the cake. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't eat some of that cake. No, wow. but the whole cake is gone. It's really impeccable. Yeah. When I grew up, obviously, um, I love singing Smell of Rebellion. Mm. The smell of rebellion comes out in the sweat. So good. So good. Oh, so good. I also like I'm here. Yeah. That's so good. My 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 house. Um and revolting children is just so fun. Yeah. Um, but I I think I love the opening number. Yeah. Yeah. Miracle. Miracle is great. 
I think the one that always sticks out for me. I know, I know. <laughs> the one that always sticks out to me, and I've already mentioned it. Maybe I can't remember, but I always mention every time I tell people like this. Is my apps, I think "Quiet" is my favorite song mm, because yeah. also because the uh, way it's staged. I've watched a video of it. So good, and the uh, way, and also the way they use the echo of her. Yeah. in the song and you hear yeah. right when she says quiet and it echoes her voice and it's yeah. oh, it's like hauntingly beautiful it's so mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. i love it that's so much. the best way to describe it yeah. hauntingly beautiful yeah, yeah. yeah. i agree because it I, is it's i so hope good. people will say that about me <laughs> <laughs> one day <laughs> taylor reed hauntingly beautiful hauntingly beautiful my memoir <laughs> A memoir by Taylor Reed. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, the whole score is just from top to bottom is so good. Yes, because we basically named the whole score. Yeah, that's true. We yes. did. Tim mentioned, <laughs> "Come on our show." <laughs> so um, good. Yeah, so good. Uh, I would say, I mean, I guess you saw the show. Did you have a favorite performance when you saw the show? If you remember, I know it was a while ago. Leslie Margarita is just par you know top yeah. she's top of the line she's so good obviously i saw birdie carvel so that was right i mean there was yeah. a huge round of applause and i like i said i saw after the tony award so that mm-hmm. skewed the audience i i'm positive of that yeah i i feel i want to shout out the set and lighting design because i don't i'd have to look back at my playbills i don't really know what i saw before this but this show made me on Broadway made me think a lot about set and yeah. design yeah. and how powerful it is yeah. um, and how it too tells a story. And that's partly probably because I was in high school and was able to fully think about it and was doing, mm-hmm. um, I was doing tech for the first time, actually, probably that year I was helping with tech, Go fog. but go fog, go fog, cue fog. <laughs> um, but I think that it was just, it was so well done and part of and this was my first time seeing magic done on stage right mm-hmm. uh and so there was a lot of tech yeah components. there's not much so i want to there's not that much out. magic uh in oklahoma so yeah yeah so i i would say i actually think shout out mvp i kind of think tim Minchin is the biggest mvp of matilda because and I cannot believe he doesn't win the Tony. This is what I'm saying. Because okay. he actually gives <laughs> so much, and we talked about this, so much gravitas to a story that's about yeah. children. He yeah. gives so much weight to. He allows it to be real and and honest, and not just a, another kid show, which is really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Some other. I think we've talked about this before, but an, a replacement of the show, uh, Alex Brightman. Um, being in the show, yeah. Christopher yeah. Sieber as Mitch Trunchbull. So good. I would have loved really to see cool. Alex Brightman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Chris Sieber, who played um, Lord Farquaad in so Shrek. Good. I mean, he would have so been great good. as, as yeah. Mitch Trunchbull, too. Yeah. Um, but let's, as we wrap up here, let's talk about some Tony Awards, too, because. Okay. Oof. Let's do it. Whew. I mean, it's. I, I want to say that I had seen at the time of the Tony Awards, I had seen three of the musicals nominated uh-huh. for best musical. 
Yeah. So this was the 2013 Tony Awards. Well, actually, technically, I hadn't seen Matilda yet. So, but I, I right. have seen three of those musicals. Kinky Boots, Bring It On, Christmas Story, Matilda. You had seen Kinky Boots and Christmas Story? Yeah. 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 And um, I want to say we have not covered this Tony Awards on a rewind. We probably will in the future at some point. Um, but we have to. Yeah, Matilda was nominated for. I just want to make sure I get this right. One, Eleven, two, I think. I think twelve. No, no, because the one. Twelve, thirteen, if you count the honors. The. Uh, oh, you're right. So twelve. It was nominated for twelve, 12 Tony Awards, and it won four, and then also a honorary Tony Award for the Matildas. Which okay, again, when we talk like Billy Elliot. All three Billy Elliot's were nominated and won. I wonder if that was like the show was like, no, they don't need to be nominated. Or was it the Tony Award Committee was like, we're just going to nominate. I guess we'll have to do research into that at some point. I need but, to know. But I here's my bet is, although we, we will research, my bet, yeah. my best bet is that the show said weren't we don't want to nominate them or there might be a rule i don't know if there is a rule but But there might be like more than three maybe because it was three billy elliott's so i don't know i don't know there might be i still think there might be a rule about this yeah it's just disheartening they all should but it ended up winning best lighting design best scenic design best featured actor which i actually think is not correct so interesting <laughs> and best book of a musical yeah i mean I, deserves best book of a musical for sure but obviously yeah again but but it lost know. it lost best am i gonna say it, it lost best score to cindy lopper and king to kinky boots it lost best actor to billy porter which it this Kinky Boots does yeah. jumpstart Billy Porter's career again. Yeah. Which I get. But And also, he's so good. But I get is, it. Yes. I get it. I don't know. I just feel like you can't really compare Matilda and Kinky Boots. Like they're very different. You can't. And yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't know. It's but just hard. You can't, it's hard to it's hard because I think it's difficult because when you read the best musical nominees. Kinky Boots, Bring It On, A Christmas Story, Matilda. You would think, you would think, uh, Bring It On, A Christmas Story, and Matilda are all the, like, light-hearted right. musicals. Right. What is actually the reality, not that Kinky Boots doesn't address some very serious mm-hmm. uh, issues mm-hmm. in our world, um, right. but it doesn't address it. It addresses it in a Cindy Lauper way. I mean, I yeah. don't know how else to say it. It's much more fun and than Matilda is. I yeah, absolutely, yeah. way more yeah. fun. Although it is more adult, yeah. but then so is Bring It On and A Christmas Story. By the way, is killer. We I'll have to talk about that in another day. Classic and Paul. But Matilda ha- happens to be one of the most complex musicals that nominated mm-hmm. for best musical, and it doesn't yeah. win, which is crazy because yeah. normally that's the thing that wins. Let me pose this. If it had just won original score and not and still not won best musical, I think I would have been happier. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean that's fair. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Or or birdie and score. <laughs> you <laughs> want it all. Me. I really wanted Birdie to win. I was like really, really gonna I remember watching it and really wanting him to win because I think 
he does and and of course there is that conversation now of like this is a part is a part that is traditionally i built it's in the 96 movie is it a man or is it a move is it a woman i actually don't know we're gonna check that fact check but in this production it's miss trenchwell is played by a man so but it's not played by a a um transgender um man so that's interesting i i wonder if even for the movie they could have that would have been an interesting casting decision if they had chosen a a transgender but but also there's so many i don't know there's a lot of factors to it because the role in of itself is like very it's it is very masculine but also i don't know yeah, so Pam Ferris played Miss Trunchbull in okay. the movie. So got it. But I, I, yeah. I think my my problem. I, I mean, I think the conversation here, uh, related to Broadway, mm-hmm. um, having, you know, gender different genders playing gendered roles. Um, you know, this is one Tootsie being a, a good example of, of a show right. I also yeah. saw. Yeah. So the the point of the story the point of the story in tootsie is about this character who pretends to be a woman who Mm -hmm. is actually a man and in reality of the musical this is a man who identifies as a man who's playing Mm -hmm. the man portraying a woman that mrs doubtfire another one yeah mrs doubtfire definitely and those those feel complex um and the conversations are interesting around them and not as critical as I feel they maybe should be because they're based off of movies that were classics and stories that during the time period during the 80s right right so now we're talking about a a a choice of a musical to have the actor have the character be played by different gender but that's never revealed it's not it's not a part of the show we don't Mm -hmm. know that this is a part of the show no one Mm -hmm. says anything Mm -hmm. and that reminds me of a musical that's controversial in many other ways but maybe wasn't so much in this way and that's hairspray right right yeah edna so i i think i think yeah and edna turnblad my character from last your character your character from last week (laughs) i i think that it's this is a tough conversation yeah because the point of the story is not about um someone who is pretending to be someone else if this is a decision right based off of the director now but then what's interesting is he made for the movie he made a different decision i know he he decided to cast there was a lot of backlash yeah yeah but i I think what's difficult i I, I am not a transgender person so i can't speak to that experience but i can imagine that if you're playing someone who used who in other forms of this uh story used to be played as a miscast character right like is a man Mm -hmm. playing a woman that now if that's a transgender person they might feel like that is uh not not correct is not Mm -hmm. uh i don't know how to express that is is making light is trying to compare is trying to is not accurate yeah yeah and and so i think i think it's very very different um yeah and what's interesting everyone's experience is singular so one trans individual might feel differently than another 
And yeah, yeah, I think it's in and and obviously Emma Thompson's a great actress, so we'll see how she does. Um, Yeah, I just think it's an interesting conversation to be had in general. This feels like a maybe a more rooted question of why? Yeah, why are we doing this? For sure. Why? What do we? What do we want? to know or reveal about the actual character itself that Mm -hmm. we would cast someone who is different. I think it would have been interesting to do like a poll when they left the theater of like how many people knew it was played by a man versus how many people didn't like at the end of the, or, you know, during the show or something that would have been interesting. But also what we do know is that Bertie Carville was great. So (laughs) yeah, true. And Harvey Firestein was great. So yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that the obviously we're not going to solve or, or resolve any no, of these kinds of sure. questions, but it is something that I think we should get better at asking. Yeah. Um. Because I don't. I don't think that we do, and I think that we do for shows like this. Yeah. But we don't for. Yeah. Classic shows. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it is. You know, maybe we should say this before we started, but we are both. We are non-trans individuals, so we we're only speaking this from our own experiences as non yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah so well rachel thank you for having this matilda discussion with me and everyone of course go watch matilda the musical the movie on netflix um streaming on december 25th and be on the lookout for our bonus episode that is also coming out right uh to your feeds on christmas day all right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. Let's do it. Woo. Woo. So this is a segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think about what we've been up to, what we've been feeling, which are a lot of thoughts and feelings during the holiday season, I'm sure. So many. Yeah. And then we think about a theater character and we try to pick one that has the same vibes as we did for this past week. Mm-hmm. We also would love to hear from your characters. Also, what you guys think about Matilda, the musical, yes. and the movie coming out uh, as well. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week, and you may get a shout-out on a future episode. Rachel, who is your character this week? Yeah, so inspired by this uh deep dive which we knew we were gonna do uh like taylor said Mm -hmm. earlier in the episode normally on a deep dive it's a surprise for one of us true true. um so i i picked a character who i i think i really fell in love with during the musical part of of this adaptation and it's a character who has a weakness and feels maybe a little um not imposter syndrome but they feel a little like not good in their skin and maybe made fun of. And then mm-hmm. there's this moment in the musical where you realize only they can do what is necessary in this moment to, on behalf of the entire class to save themselves from Miss mm-hmm. Trunchbull. And this week I had a little bit of that sort of uh, with Love a work it. thing where I felt like, you know, this is my insecurity, but also I realize in this moment, I'm the only one who can who can do what is needed to be done in order mm. to make this thing actually happen. So this week I feel inspired by Bruce and I just Bruce. I just want to be 
<laughs> I also love a good piece of chocolate cake. So me oh and Bruce gosh. this week. I love it. Uh, did you know, fun fact, the shark in Jaws name is Bruce, and that's also <laughs> why the shark in Finding Nemo's name is Bruce. They named it after. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I knew the shark in Finding Nemo's name is Bruce. Right. Hello, Bruce. <laughs> oh, Fine gosh. Bruce. Finding Nemo is just so good. Finding Nemo the musical. Man. Classic. Oh. Puppets. Uh, yay. Okay, yeah. Taylor, who Love are Bruce. you this week? What's your character? Yeah, so this week we're, you know, to peel back the curtain for those theater nerds listeners, we are having to record this section differently on a different day than the previous section you just heard <laughs> and hopefully the audio isn't that yes. different no it sounds exactly <laughs> the same i'm sure um but right now i'm currently on a lovely weekend beach trip with my wife and i'm kind of you know feeling those uh just lovely vacation vibes but also mm. love vibes uh you know so i am feeling a little like two characters this week we're going back <gasps> to the og love story tony and maria this week from <laughs> west side story just feeling those you know they probably didn't maybe they had hot tubs back then who knows but we've been oh hot tubbing we've been going to the beach we've been just spending so much qt time uh it's Aww. been great <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Am I Tony or Maria? Is she Tony or Maria? Who knows? I yeah. I love that. And also no one will die during this vacation. So it's going <laughs> to no be great. One will die. That is true. There are no rumbles tonight. No rumbles <laughs> At the tonight. Beach. <laughs> there is Just... maybe some snapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Stay I tuned. love that, Taylor. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion on Matilda or your character of the week, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week. We tonight, are revolting tonight. children. <laughs> Living in revolting times. <laughs>